Hey everybody, this is Ruben, and you're listening to Amazing Stories. The Journal of Jean Passepartout Our ship, the Mongolia, is in the middle of the Indian Ocean. No sight of land for a week. This makes me nervous, but my master calmly plays whist all day, only halting at mealtimes. At least I have some company. The odd little man I first met on the quayside at Suez. His name is Mr. Fix, and he's a shipping agent. You'll find India a fascinating place. If my master gives me the chance, Monsieur Fix. It is not natural, the Phileas Fogg method of travelling. I declare I didn't think so when you described it to me back in Suez. Has Mr. Fogg never revealed why you must make your journey in so short a time? Never. Why don't you ask him directly? I am the servant. It is not my business. Perhaps a secret diplomatic mission lies behind it all. Vital to Queen and country. In that case, I would absolutely wish to know nothing about it. That way no outside person can trick me into giving away my master's secrets. Huh. Notebook of Sergeant Fix, Detective. In my opinion, the servant, Passepartout, is ignorant of the fact that his master, Phileas Fogg, robbed the Bank of England of £55,000. Neither servant nor master know that I have arranged for a warrant of arrest to await our arrival in Bombay. Around the World in 80 Days by Jules Verne. Dramatized by Terry James in four episodes. Episode 2 Distractions in the Jungle. Listen carefully, Passepartout. The train for Calcutta leaves at 8 pm. It is now 4 pm local time. Adjust that huge watch of yours accordingly. But, monsieur, this watch is a family heirloom. The spirits of my ancestors would descend on me if I altered it by half a second. Or else you don't know how to alter it. As so wishes to believe. In any case, add four hours to whatever it says now and be at the railway station before that time. You mean I can look around the town? As long as you also buy clothes for the next stage of our journey. Yes, sir. Thank you, sir. But will Sir not be viewing the town himself? No, after getting his passport stamped, Sir will be eating an early supper. You would do well to grab a bite yourself. I shall try, monsieur, but such freedom after being trapped so long on the ship, I'm too excited to eat. Good afternoon to you, my friend. Excuse me asking, but what are the most interesting sights you see in Bombay? Good day, Inspector. No doubt you're expecting me, Sergeant Fix from London. I've enough sergeants of my own, thank you. No, no. I'm on a special assignment to catch the man who robbed the Bank of England. All right, catch away. We also have enough robbers of our own. Hasn't my warrant arrived from London? Shouldn't you have brought it with you? I didn't identify the criminal until he stopped off at the port of Suez. I had to telegraph for the warrant. It should be here. Well, don't take on, sir. But I realise why it has yet to arrive. Our boat docked two days early. That felon bribed the engineer to increase our speed. Oh, ingenious. How can you be sure? His manservant told me. 
I also know they are taking tonight's train to Calcutta. Can't you detain the suspect for me? Only if he commits a local offence. Oh, Fogg would never make such a mistake. I'm sure his one great crime was enough for him. Apart from travelling fast, his only interests are playing whist and eating. What a beautiful building. It is a holy temple. Yes, indeed. How could it be anything else with such magnificent decoration? I just have time to look inside. No, wait! Oh, dear. The foolish man hasn't even taken off his shoes. Tell me, was that a Frenchman who just went into the temple? Yes, sir. I have been showing him around the city. But he shouldn't have gone in there. It is against the religious laws. <laughs> is it indeed? The priest will deal with him severely. Oh, they're already doing so. So will the local police. Don't go away. I shall want you as a witness. Mr. Fogg. Oh, we meet again. Cromart here from the Mongolia. We played a few games of ocean-going whist. Of course. Brigadier General Sir Francis Cromart here. How do you do? I'm going to Benares to rejoin my division. Oh, but you're obviously expecting someone. Only my servant, who should be here by now. Oh, the train will leave at any moment. Mr. Uh, there he is, running in bare feet for some reason. Oh, shouldn't he be carrying your baggage? We have only this carpet bag between us. Oh. Fortunately, it's been in my care since we landed. Shall we get aboard? Monsieur, I'm being pursued! You were nearly late. Get in. Thank you, sir. You would seem, Passepartout, to be missing more than your shoes. Yes, sir. A parcel of shirts and other garments were knocked from my grasp. You were robbed? Not quite. I made a mistake. I entered a holy shrine without permission. Three great big priests came for me. I had to box my way out, but they tore off my shoes at the struggle. Yeah, shouldn't have been wearing them in the first place, young man. I understand now. I would have apologised, but they didn't give me the chance. Don't let it happen again. No, sir. And curb your ever-developed curiosity. Yes, sir. May I go and make myself presentable? Take the bag and try not to lose it. Why is the train slowing down? They never travel at a consistent speed. Did you not bribe the engineer to go faster, like on the ship? What's that, Fogg? I regret it was my fault, Sir Francis, that we docked two days early. Well, <laughs> well, well. <laughs> Passepartout doesn't understand that a train must keep to a stricter schedule. But we're stopping altogether, and not at a proper station. Huh? Hey, your man's right, Fogg. Nothing much out there beyond a few workers' cabins. Passengers to get out here. What? I said, what, what did he do? All passengers to get out here, please. What? Oh, oh. Oh. Where in damnation are we? Near the small village of Colby, sir. This is not a scheduled stop. It is where the track ends. Fifty miles have yet to be laid to Allahabad, where the line continues. The newspapers announced that the line was complete. Pardon me, but newspapers do not always tell the truth. We were sold tickets from Bombay to Calcutta. Yes, sir, but all passengers know they have to make their own way from Colby to Allahabad. All I know is it's not an outrage. Uh, Sir Francis, let us go and find our alternative transport. Uh, but uh, the wager you mentioned on the boat, isn't it blasted all the Hades? No, the delay was foreseen. Really? 
How so? An obstacle was bound to arise sooner or later, which is why I arranged to have two days in hand. Come back here, Passepartout. Uh, didn't you have elephants in your circus? Well, yes, sir, uh, but I prefer the high wire or a horse any day. I see no horses, so will you arrange to purchase that beast for us? The Journal of Jean Passepartout. It is not easy to write atop an elephant. A young driver sits on the beast's neck, while Mr. Fogg and Sir Francis are slung in two baskets called hardas either side of its body. I am perched in the space between the hardas and will almost certainly fall off if I go to sleep. The beast is called Kiuni and cost my master 2,000 pounds, an enormous sum but who are being carried through the jungle at a formidable pace. Notebook of Sergeant Fix, Detective. Fogg and his servant are heading for a wealth of trouble. I happen to know that their rail journey will be broken in the middle, which gives me ample time to take the sea route to Calcutta. Also, I am armed with evidence that they are in violation of native law, Passepartout directly and Fogg by association. The sentence for such a misdeed will keep them securely in India until the arrest warrant for bank robbery is forwarded into my hands. Oh, by gosh, I'm bruised all over. I've ridden on elephants before, but these particular howders must have been made by a torturer. My apologies, Sir Francis, but we're making good progress. Oh, no doubt about that. The beast seems attuned to the needs of your wager, Fogg. I also commend the driver. Well done so far, young fellow. Thank you, sir. Where's Passepartout going off to? He is exploring the jungle. I hope he doesn't wander into any temple. Oh. <laughs> Monsieur, I have just huh? seen the most extraordinary sight. Really? So many people, men, women and children, weeping and wailing, led by priests even fiercer looking than those who caught me in Bombay. Sirs... This is a very bad sound. They'll be here any moment. There is a temple through the trees. Passepartout. Monsieur, I did not enter, but I think this fearsome procession might be going towards it. Driver, move the elephant well away from the track. Willingly. The rest of us should take cover too. Would you object, Sir Francis, to our observing matters from that thicket? As long as we're quick, old chap. Any delay will be fatal. seen such a carriage. The wheels are twice my height. The natives call it a juggernaut. And the four-armed statue it carries. Kali, goddess of love and death. Ugh, that horrible long tongue. Oh, it's curling in our direction. Her followers like to show their devotion by strangling people. We're in great danger. If we move now, we'll be seen. They're turning towards the temple. Oh, Oh, Sir Francis, I see the evil purpose of this procession. Ah, oh, such a beautiful young woman. 
But what is wrong? She can hardly walk. The poor creature's probably been drugged. Why? Is she a prisoner? She's very fair-skinned compared to the others. Far sea from the south, I would guess, but not long for any part of this world. What? The corpse being carried by those fierce fellows must be her husband. In the morning, she will burn alongside him. Mais c'est affreux! A ritual called sati. If they've had to drug her, this procedure must be against her will. Uh, without doubt. The custom is now rare, but we're in an uncontrolled part of the country. I think we should step in and save her. A magnificent plan, monsieur. Which might get us all cut to ribbons. That will put pay to your rigorous schedule, eh? I still have 12 hours to spare. By Joe Fogg. I once had my doubts, but I think you're a man of feeling. There's time to spare, that's all. The far side of the temple is unlit and unguarded, monsieur. Yes, even so, the odds aren't healthy. Three of us against scores of them. Your bet about circling the globe in 80 days is safer. Is that what has brought us here, monsieur? A bet for money? It is. But to gamble like that, that's magnifique. Concentrate on the matter in hand, will you? May I offer to help, sir? The danger is great. You must surely know that. I don't care. I am a Parsi like the widow of this Raja. <laughs> she was not a willing bride. If you, as strangers, are willing to risk your lives... Oh, good man. Will our elephant be safe? He is well tethered. Knives to the ready, then. Let's break into this prison of a temple and fetch out the young lady. We're safe if the guards stay at the front. Driver, you watch at the far corner. Yes, sir. I'll look out on this side. At least the building is not shaped from solid rock. Once one brick is loosened, its neighbors should follow. Start digging, Passepartout. Quietly. Yes, monsieur. The first one's coming free. Uh, now we can both make the hole wider. At your hands, sir. Don't fuss. If we get away with this, I shall wash them. Otherwise, it hardly matters. That is profound philosophy, monsieur. Stop a moment. Something's up. Guards coming this way. And this way. We'll have to withdraw for the moment. Another brick and I can squeeze through. Or get stuck halfway. No, we must go. I wonder what alerted them. They haven't noticed our handiwork yet. A noise must have been heard. Or the guard commander decided to take fuller precautions. Uh, I hate to say this, Fog, but... We might as well give up and go on our way. I can make the elephant step lightly. No, I'm not due in Allahabad until noon. But it will soon be daylight. A chance must present itself. If monsieur will excuse me for the moment. Good lord, the chap's forever disappearing. Is it because he's French? Sirs, this is as close as we can get to the funeral pyre. The young woman, she lies so still beside the corpse. Earlier she tried to escape. 
They forced her to breathe from a fuming cauldron, and she collapsed. The fiends! But what can we do? If I was to rush in unexpected... What? Through two lines of swordsmen? And anyway, the priest is already setting the pyre alight! I can't simply watch her burn. Driver, help me hold him! It's madness! Let me flee! Sir, look through the smoke! Something strange is happening! It seems the Roger isn't dead after all. He's standing up. I don't believe my eyes. He's carrying his own widow away from the burning oh, fire. She's coming straight towards us. Yes. Let us be off, gentlemen. I believe you have an elephant waiting. Oh, this way, Your Majesty. Yes, this way, Votre Majesty. And please be careful with the lady. Oh, Lord above. It's Passepartout. <laughs> Let us halt for a moment. Huh? The Raja's men will soon catch up, sir. Uh, oh. Please try to be calm. You are safe. And the Balkiuni, the elephant. An elephant? Uh, my servant, Passepartout, who is perched betwixt me and our driver, rescued you from the flames. Oh, I, I am grateful beyond words. But how? There were so many of my husband's followers. He took the Raja's place on the pyre, rose suddenly from the dead, and carried you through the stunned crowd to safety. They are getting very close, sir. Oh. They'll take their pursuit well beyond the jungle. I'm afraid Her Highness has little choice but to leave India altogether. The voice from the other howdah, madam, belongs to Brigadier General Sir Francis Cromarty, and I am Phileas Fogg. My name is Aouda, and I never thought I would find myself with such brave friends. Please, can we move on, sir? Yes, yes, as fast as the beast can carry us. The Journal of Jean Passepartout. We reach the railway station at Allahabad well ahead of our pursuers and our estimable elephant was presented as a reward to his brave driver. Princess Aouda had to stay hidden in a waiting room while I searched the town for garments in which she could be disguised. Now the train is on its way to Calcutta, we can dare to relax. Princess Aouda, that plaid dress makes you look like a Scots lassie on her first tour of India. Oh, I can speak English, but not Scottish. Oh, you speak English marvelously. Thank you, Sir Francis. My father was a successful merchant in Bombay, and he made sure I had a good English education. He even had plans for me to travel to Europe, but unexpectedly he died. Oh, my dear, I've been thoughtless. No, I shall go on, because you must know in no way was I a willing bride to the Raja. My family gave me no choice. But the Raja was such an old, old man. <laughs> Except when you impersonated him, Passepartout. <laughs> a medal-winning performance, eh, Fogg? Quite. Miss Ayuda, from Calcutta we should be sailing to Hong Kong. Have you a relative there who could offer sanctuary? My father's brother lives in Hong Kong. He was against my marriage, but there wasn't time for him to return and challenge the rest of the family. I think you should travel on with Passepartout and myself, and we shall seek this uncle out. You are very kind. 
It is the only practical course of action. You are still very kind. Ah, Calcutta. No, Passepartout, you will not do any sightseeing. But, monsieur... You will guard Miss Aouda until we are on the boat, and even until the boat has left harbour. When does the boat leave? At noon today, the 25th of October. Our two-day advantage is now gone. We must not miss our connection. Mr. Phileas Fogg? Yes? Is that man your servant? Yes. Then I must ask you to come before Judge Obadiah. I am Judge Obadiah. Clark, read out the charge. That one, Jean Passipatout, servant of Phileas Fogg Esquire, did trespass within the sacred temple of Malabar Hill in Bombay, and in evidence we have here the desecrator shoes and a package of shirts and other garments. How do you plead? Guilty, but... No buts allowed. I did not know I was doing wrong. Ignorance is no excuse. Mr. Puss, whatever, you will go to prison uh, for 15 days and pay a fine of uh, 300 pounds. I have no money, Monsieur Juge. Silence. And uh, Mr. Fogg. Your Honor. As responsible master of the miscreant, you will go to prison for one week and pay a fine of 150 pounds. We wish to return for an appeal, bringing legal representation. How much uh, for bail? Clark, what is the rate for such a heinous offence? One thousand pounds per offendant. I shall pay for both parties. Passepartout, give me the carpet bag. Thank you, Mr. Fogg. A defendant with such ready cash is unusual. For the moment, you are free. Thank you, sir. Yeah, enough of that. We must be going. Uh, to find a good lawyer, that is. Thank you, yes, sir. Thank you. Come on. Come on. Your Honour should not have given them bail. Who are you to tell me what to do? This is Sergeant Fix, the detective from London. He pointed the criminals out at the railway station. Listen here, Mr. Fox. Fix. Whatever your name, I don't give a fig. Any more disrespect, and you'll be thrown into jail. But Fogg is ruthless. He will sacrifice £2,000 without blinking. Clark, I shall guard that bail money myself. The waves are higher today. I do not mind. In the roughest of seas, I should feel wonderfully safe. Mr. Fogg, I hope you don't mind. Passepartout has told me about your exciting adventure. Adventure? Travelling around the world in 80 days. I'm merely proving the mathematical possibility. Oh. Fortunately, we shall just have enough time in Hong Kong to find your relative. And then? Passepartout and I will catch another steamer to Yokohama in Japan. For the next stage of your experiment. Precisely. Formidable. I never knew you were traveling on the Rangoon, Monsieur Fix. Oh, we are so many days into the voyage. Have you been hiding? Uh, a slight dyspepsia has kept me to my cabin. Not seasickness? Absolutely not. <laughs> it would not do for a shipping agent to suffer from seasickness. <laughs> but I haven't seen you since we landed in Bombay. As a matter of fact, I traveled to Calcutta by sea. It is the quickest way. Is it? But you seem surprised. Mr. Fogg is always surprising me. 
What's that about, Mr. Fogg? I have discovered the purpose of our journey. It is a wager that we shall be back in London in no more than 80 days. Oh, yes. Well, back in London, Mr. Fogg certainly will be. I agree. He's very determined. Very like myself, Passepartout. Unless there is a change in the sailing time of the steamer to Yokohama, we're 12 hours here in Hong Kong. Yes, monsieur. You will be responsible for engaging three cabins on the Carnatic. Three, monsieur? In case Miss Ayuda's relative has changed his opinion about her former marriage. I will not leave her in the slightest danger. Of course not. What are you smiling at? Nothing at all, sir. It's a trick of my face. Learn to control it and meet us at the club hotel at noon. Rely on me, monsieur. Good day, Inspector. No doubt you're expecting me. Sergeant Fix from London. I've enough sergeants of my own, thank you. But has my special warrant not arrived? For the arrest of the man who robbed the Bank of England? No, it hasn't. And since you came from London, couldn't you have brought it with you? Oh! I cannot guess from your face. Do you bring good news or bad, Mr Fogg? Your uncle has apparently been away from Hong Kong for two years. Oh. In fact, he has retired to Europe. To Holland. My father and he both traded a great deal with Dutch merchants. What shall I do now? You must go to Europe, via America. It's the only safe solution. But I don't wish to be a nuisance. Unless you object to the schedule, your company will be nothing but an honour to us. And I can now tell you, I took the precaution of sending Passepartout to reserve three berths on the steamer to Yokohama. Thank you, Mr Fogg. Mr. Fix? In here. What is this place? Just a bar. Will you join me? I haven't much time. I have important news for Mr. Fogg. Our ship, the Carnatic, is sailing two hours earlier than expected. That is important. He mustn't miss the connection or else he'll lose his bet. You are very understanding. I know you deserve a moment of relaxation. Have a little drink. Well, yes, but... Well, a very little one. Your very good health. Salty. Oh... Well, that was quick. Oh. Have another. Well, just one. Mm. Oh, this place is very dark and <coughs> very smoky. That's part of its charm, like these amusing pipes. Take a puff, why don't you? Well, I'm not much of a one for smoke. <coughs> <laughs> of course, old chap. Have another drink. I can hardly lift my glass. I'll help you. What? Why are those persons lying on beds? They've been having a little smoke like you. The atmosphere is becoming very... Barman, help me carry him to a couch. <laughs> Your friend will sleep for a long time. The very result I paid you for. Travelling around the world in 80 days were Leslie Phillips as Phileas Fogg, Evo Bear as Passepartout, Jim Broadbent as Sergeant Fix, and Diana Quick as Princess Aouda. Garrard Green was Sir Francis Cromarty, Lyndon Gregory the Elephant Driver, and Terence Edmonds the Judge. Other parts were played by Mark Straker, John Church, Jonathan Adams, Ronald Herdman, 
Nicholas Murchie and Joanna Myers. The music was composed and performed by Wilfredo Acosta and the director was Janet Whitaker. Thank you for listening and don't forget to join us tomorrow for yet another amazing story.